AF with Tony Tone and LA. <laughs> Yo, what's up? It's your boy LA, aka the Love Ambassador, coming to you straight live and direct from the Jungle Studios. Woo -hoo! Ah, so we're gonna kick it off with really probably your best friend in the whole entire world. I'm talking about the person, the genius, the creator that makes coffee for you in the morning. I've got the one only Kirby here. Say hello to the RAF squad, man. RAF squad, how the fuck are we? <laughs> you, got, you got your boy Kerb on the fucking mic here. Let's fucking do this, boys. Yeah, mate. Get and a little ladies. bit closer, then we can make it happen. So you... <clears throat> yeah, all right. Yeah, sorry about that, fellas. Yeah, he's back, the Kerbster. All right, cool. Let's kick it off, mate. So, <laughs> how do we know each other, mate? So we know each other by basically. Um, I'm a bit of a coffee fiend, and a lot to you know in the morning. I, I hate mornings, bro. Like I really do. Like <laughs> it's just like I wish I could wake up at night time and just be like happy. But alas, uh, I've got to try and figure out how to cope with human civilization. So every morning I go down to the local cafe, and uh, and there you lie, son. And I'm yeah. like, Kirby, what's up, doggy dog? <laughs> Make us some coffee. Just being an absolute pest customers all around, but, you know, <laughs> we love it. And fucking shout out to Jay Banger. <laughs> Jay Banger! <laughs> all right, so you go speak closer into here, Sorry, mate. mate. Yeah, so Sorry, mate. Say, Sorry, mate. Much better. All right, so tell the people about who the Jay Banger is. Oh, the Jay Banger's just this uh, one of our favorite customers. He just comes in off the street, just starts shouting Jay Banger as he's walking down the road. And, you know, he... You know, embarrass him a little bit. Yeah, but he actually honestly looks like the guy of Hangover. Zach Like, he generally looks exactly like him. Like, I'm not kidding you. The bloke is a spirit image. So because of that, I like to really get behind it and just, you know, give my best J-Bayah! All right. So as I'm eating some watermelon, what's like... The pros of being a being a barista, I guess the hours are good. Hours are good. Uh, free coffee. Uh, What's your record for amount of coffees you've drunk in a day? Oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. A lot. I'd say like 15 or something. I hey? <laughs> uh, think that was... Ran out of pre-workout one time. You know, back in the uh, pre-workout days when you just get out of high school and you're like, yeah, I'm going to fucking get huge, get all the ladies... <laughs> Yeah, and then I ran out of pre-workout. It was just like, yeah, let's just fucking let's, let's just, just put like six <laughs> teaspoons of coffee into this one little like one little coffee and just smash it down in one. That didn't that did not go down well, mate. So I don't think I actually even got to the gym. <laughs> Probably doing a nudie run down like Cotter's. <laughs> just oh, I'm fucking it. I'm just getting <laughs> no, it's, yeah. Um. Anyway, right. So. The craziest thing I ever had was um, with me when I was doing my like. <laughs> yeah, how many is your max coffees? Well, well, look, fuck it. I'll just be honest with the listeners. If I have three, I just got to shit. <laughs> I just got to shit too much, bro. Like <laughs> even one. Like I get up to the top of the level nine after the coffee, and I'm like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and then two, you're like, your body's like, your yeah. body's like trained to respond to that <laughs> yeah. first coffee in the morning, yeah. where you're just like, yeah, fucking here it is, coffee dart in the morning. Yeah, that's it. Like and then. So all right, so, the, so it's nine o'clock, like clockwork, every day. So what's the what's the trickiest like coffee you've had? Because I have this friend, and he's like, he wants to have like the temperature of a specific amount, and then he wants to have it like set up so he's you know one and a half teaspoons of coffee, and like <laughs> it's like fully anal about it. Do you do you have clients like that? Yeah, shitloads of them. Um, pretty easy to deal with half the time like if they're super fussy you just get them to like walk you through it if you're shit otherwise you just you just fucking make what they tell you to it's like it's pretty easy once you get used to it like you just you know someone's like oh can i get a long mat half topped up with like soy milk and fucking make it decaf as well like you're gonna think what what the fuck is this person ordering <laughs> but you, you make it you make it like 
I guess people like what they like, but that is a pretty fucking garbage coffee, and I've had a few of those this week already. Yeah, mate. I mean, but the craziest thing as well is there's difference in in coffees. So, what's the most popular? Is it like a latte? I mean, it's long mac topped up, is what they say in in Perth, which is yeah. basically the same <clears throat> as a strong latte in Melbourne. Yeah, but what's the and most everywhere coffee? else in the world? Hey, really? Every it's only Perth that does the uh, long mac topped up. Hey, yeah, but literally only Perth. Oh. It was so confused because it's so fucking long to say. Like, I don't want to say, could I please have one long Mac topped up, please? Like, it's too much fucking effort. Like, strong lardo. Yeah, sweet. Strong lardo, mate. Like, yeah, anyway, that's it. Um, So, what's the difficulties about being, uh, about being a barista? The shit customers. Getting up at about 5.30 every morning. Oh. Uh, but what time do you finish, though? I finish at one thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> it's mate. pretty fucking good. I like to say, like you know, in summer, summer rolls around. I get to the fucking beach after every day. You know, go down, have a surf. <laughs> but you know, I don't know how to surf, and I usually just go home and pump bugs. So. <laughs> oh well, fair enough. I mean, in the words of Jay Z, it's a hard knock life. <laughs> it is, mate. It is. We get up and don't know what to fucking do with the day once we're done. So just go home. But that's yeah, that's what I would actually find to be the hardest would be. I mean, out of what are your hours like, oh, dude? It actually depends on what country we're working with. So for me, it's usually probably in Melbourne. I was working nine a.m. till two a.m. because I was chasing time zones all around the world. Uh, and in Perth, I probably do about nine a or probably nine thirty a.m. till. 6 p.m. in the mm. office, and then I would probably just be checking like um, phone for another one or two yeah. hours. But the difference is here is um, this is the most heavily populated time zone in the world, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's actually unbelievable. Like, because you got Perth, Singapore, it's weird that, Shanghai, like, Hong Kong. Mar- like, yeah. sorry, Australia's trading market isn't centered through the east coast, through yeah. the west coast, or through Perth, since like we're on the same timeline yeah, as like yeah. Beijing and. Yeah, but then it's like people on the East Coast, they're so... I had it when I came no, over the arrogance. <laughs> yeah, you have all the arrogance, man. You're just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, from fucking Melbourne, we've fucking got all the coffee places and the restaurants and the bees knees <laughs> and our gallery's sick, you know, so it like doesn't really work out that way, mate. But anyway, so out of the out of the clients that you got, you reckon, what, 30% are fussy or...? Uh, not even, probably. Probably only like 10%, but it's just like... You could have a million news, like, you're my favourite customer, a million news oh, every he's fucking... He's just saying that because I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you're also the only person to invite me out for fucking drinks and, yeah, podcasts. Really? So, yeah. But, so, that's the next question I was going to ask, because, like, you Apart see... Apart from... You see your barista every day, like, you, you're mates with him, like, shouldn't that kind of transcend to, like, outside of the you just make me coffee? Sometimes, like, it's really easy to pick up girls. Oh, yeah, I'd imagine. Because you're slipping fucking roofies into their coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you wouldn't want to spread that rumour too quickly, would you? <laughs> oh, <hey>. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your supplier? <laughs> uh, it, is, it, is, it is pretty pretty nice being able to, uh, you know, ask out girls on a job. It's easier well, than Tinder, man. Yeah, but then I was... I don't know why. I think, I think it's just because you, like, sort of exert confidence about you and... I think what people it, dig that. I, I think it is because you have to master the, you have to master conversation, mm. and you are by nature kind of confident because you have to meet like people every minute of the day and kind of know their name, what they're I've doing. I literally drilled it into my head. It's always, hey man, how's your day going? Blah blah blah. <laughs> or like you know, hey Gary, how are you? Fucking, fucking Gaza. Gaza. How's the sluts going? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, you know right. me, mate. I love my bickies. <laughs> <laughs> Guys are the bicky man. Yet, I'd say the most difficult customers are actually... And this sounds really mean, but sometimes uh, we will get, like, homeless people in, and I'm fine with that. It's some of them will make, like... No, but they like are you, generally fussy. That's a weird thing. No, it's more like if they have, like, a mental like disability and like oh. obviously that's the reason why they're homeless is because of that but they'll they'll stack like a heap of pressure on you and if it just feels like really really confrontational but if you are homeless and like, like sometimes it it sucks but i've turned my back 
like someone's been like, oh, can you fill, like, can I get some hot water? You turn around to go get some hot water from the machine and they've just grabbed your donations box and fucking run fucking off with r- it. And you're just like, watery. fuck, and you're chase this dude down the road. <laughs> so you're also very good at hurdles. <laughs> but yeah, mate, it's just, because oh, my sister actually worked at, um, you know, like the salvos, the feeding mm, yeah. and whatever, right? Um, when we were when we were growing up. And I remember she was always saying, like, they were super fussy about what they eat as well. But then I guess if you're homeless, like, the meal and the coffee would be, like, your centerpiece well, of your day and really look forward to A it. lot of them, like, I used to live near this homeless guy and uh, my housemate would actually, like, buy him a mocha every morning. And he just, that was just the highlight of that guy's day, just being treated like a normal person, hey? Just Absolutely. talk to like he's not something different and it's... But I think that's a, I don't I think that's an Australian thing because people like really, I think look down on homeless people. Like it's like while, that all the while, way through while, the world, man. While you, you home, but I think maybe in other places it'd be more there'd be a little bit more compassion mm. or like, you know, like if you look at India with like the the caste system, like they'd be like, well, you know, they believe in the next life it's going to be better for them, right? So there might be sort of a tolerance, and I think people, you know, like despite what you see in the the news. People by nature are really nice when you travel the world. Yeah. And I think they are kind of yeah, compassionate. It's just definitely. in Australia, they feel like, oh, maybe you're trying to take the piss out of me sort of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but yeah, <clears throat> I mean, fuck. It's, the, the thing that really needs to be addressed is, I think, two issues of homelessness. is One is the mental illness. And then two is also a lot of military vets... That's what really fucks me off. Like and these dudes serve for their country. And that would fight. definitely be to do with like mental, yeah, post traumatic stress, stress disorder. Stress, yeah. yeah, definitely. Like, I've <laughs> I've seen our brothers. It looks pretty hectic. No, <laughs> 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 nah, but like, I'd say I'd say they're our main. <clears throat> they would be the most challenging customers to serve. Apart from, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna probably get yelled at by my mum. Middle-aged white ladies, you scare me. Oh, <laughs> I know. Fucking... Oh, I know. Aileen, you come in, you fucking, like... Oh, this isn't extra hot. What the fuck? It's <laughs> just like... Probably it's what? like, man, that fucking burnt my hand trying to heat that for you, bro. <laughs> like, that's that's probably why with your you, mouth. It's probably why you just drink wine. Because <laughs> who'd want to have a cheeky little bong in the morning? <laughs> it's like, it's not fucking warm enough. And you'd be like, oh my God, like, this is really scaring me right now. <laughs> I've just sunk a few hot yeah. ones. I'm not ready for this, lady. <laughs> oh, but, and then how's hot is hot? Like, that's what I don't understand. Some people will literally make you make it as hot as the milk will, will go until it's literally boiling through the jug and the jug can't contain it But anymore. do they drink it straight away? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. But they Usually older, ma- I think it's because older people they mustn't like. Obviously, your taste buds must die as you get older. Like your cell, your cells die yeah. in your body. Like your body starts to break down. Like surely it's their taste buds have just died off, and they're just like, oh, because you notice like old people, they'll never compliment you on the coffee itself. They'll only ever compliment you on the temperature of the coffee. What like, do they'll you be mean? like, they'll be like, so so they'll be like, <laughs> that was a lovely hot coffee, darling, and you're just like, yeah, cheers, really. Which brings us into... so The kettle did a good job on so that So what one, I was it? telling Kirby before we started is, um, believe it or not, we actually write out like a rough plan because, you know, well, we've got quite a few drinks and other stuff going on. So you need to like know roughly where you're heading, <laughs> which brings us into the next segment. Why are old people so grumpy, do you think? Oh. You come into here so you're further in, bro. Oh, mate. It's clearer. Fucking... I don't know, I'd be pretty annoyed if I was, you know, old fella, old lady, just trying to walk down the street and my balls were hitting my knees every step I took, fucking, <laughs> you know. You know, I reckon, <laughs> because of the lifestyle I live, I'd be so pumped if I was an old person. I would. I, I'd, I'd walk around, I'd like cheeky fist pump everyone, I'd high five <laughs> them. I'd imagine like, an I'd old fist pumping <laughs> me down the road. Like, yeah, yeah, son. Yeah, What's up, kids? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is with this guy with a fucking tweed jacket on? Like, and then like just striking up conversations, you know, like, with everyone and... Just because you've already gone through the hardships of like the corporate world and paying your bills and your mortgage, you just want to be the nice dude before you get into heaven. Like I'd be wishing people a nice day everywhere I go. No. Do you believe in heaven? 
Oh, absolutely, mate. But no, my view of heaven is completely different. I actually reckon... Are you just, like, in heaven, like, just... In heaven. Just joints everywhere. A bit like, of, like, no my, no side effect from fucking... Pills. Heart drugs <laughs> and... You've <laughs> 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 got, got all the hoes you need, like... Yeah, mate, like, muddy, muddy waters, playing a bit of blues music. <laughs> smoking a few joints, just chilling out. Mate, oh, it's going to be a fucking hoot. That's oh. why I'm a good person. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, why that's the only reason I'm a good person. That's the only reason why I'm a good person. I'm always going to be the most fuck-off party in history. It's going to be great. And I'd be super happy if, <laughs> if God was like, you know, you get up. Jimmy, you've been so, a fucking yeah. good cunt, mate. Yeah. <laughs> good in, son. That's what I want. Like, yeah, Jimmy, you've been, <laughs> LA, you've been a fucking You walk through the pearly gates, so, you know, just... Get a gobby right then and there, and God fist bumps you, and he's yeah. like, "Well done, good well life. done, son. <laughs> well lived, fellas. <laughs> Kirby, Jimbo, good shit, lads. <laughs> good, sh- but it'd be a classic. Like, you know, we've we've just been watching you downstairs. Quite frankly, you're one of the wildest motherfuckers we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> you're up there. We're gonna put you in the same booth yeah. as Jim Morrison. <laughs> We thoroughly enjoyed watching you on planet Earth. That was actually that was actually fucking remarkable. So you reckon that people, like old people are just moody because it's like, well, actually, true story. I was talking to my mum about this the other day because she's 74, 75 next wow. year. Yeah, she had me when she was... My mum's like 55, her. Shit. <laughs> so she had me when she was nearly... Um, how old is your grandma then? Grandma's, uh, I think she's the oldest person in my family so far. Like, my family's all died out pretty fucking young, like in their 60s and 70s. So, so not looking forward to that. Good luck, uh, Kirby. <laughs> Good luck, Kirby. Good luck, I'm getting into heaven faster than you, mate. Uh, Save um, us a seat. I don't think I'm going there, but. <laughs> Save us a seat, mate. But, uh, yeah, she's, I think she is 82 now. And oh, nice. I think she is the oldest person, uh, in my direct family that's ever lived. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've got a I've got quite a few uh mid eighties and then 90, 90 hitters. They actually do they actually do a decent innings most of the, I mean, let's just see what happens, mate. You never really you never really know, well, do you? <clears throat> with that little dominoes trip we just made and like the fact I make one of those at least twice a week, I don't think I'm making 90. <laughs> that's why I would fist pump everyone because I'd be so Wait, happy. Have you heard? They think that uh they think that in the next, within the next fifty years, like so, the per- the first person who's ever going to live to a thousand has already been born. It's interesting because I was remember walking with my dad down the beach once. We was actually with my mate, his old man, and he, you know, just as kids used to, you know, like, the dads take him out to give the mum a bit of a break, sort of thing, right? Yeah. And um, my old man was like, "You actually could be like the last generation, or you could be the first generation that doesn't die." Yeah. But then I was reading this thing about what they reckon they can do is they can take your actual, uh, like, your brain, your yeah. consciousness, and then put it into an artificial body. So you just live They're forever. probably going to try and do that. Like that, uh, that TV show called uh, Altered Carbon. They do that in there, and it's just like, they're just called sleeves. And basically, if you can afford, like, a spare body, like, you can just be repeatedly put into a new person, and you don't actually die if the uh, hard drive or whatever it is that your consciousness is stored on doesn't die. So that's what it's based on, but they think it's due to uh, like nanotechnology and stuff. Um, they're able, they're going to be able to cure all diseases, and you know, if they keep putting money into sciences, which they're taking money from, whereas you know, China's just pumping money into science, and that's why they're going to get uh, automatic cars five years before us. Yeah, absolutely, mate. But but I'm I'm, I'm low key glad it's them, not us. That's going to test those out, eh? <laughs> well, no, uh, those oh, ones didn't work. <laughs> on this note, thank you, China. <laughs> thank you for trying it out for us. Just let thanks us for trying it out, mate. Trying it out, yeah, but don't I'll be putting that on. I'll be putting that on like a bumper sticker. Thanks for trying it out. <laughs> That's what they should say, like the trade wars. It's like uh, one of those jokes you say at work every day, like, you know, can I can I get your best chai, please? Yeah, I'll, I'll try my best, mate. You <laughs> say it to me every day, and it gets me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably say it at least ten times a day. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like I said, but also what I was going to say is with with um with age, just to cap it off, 
I think you get to the point where you kind of you kind of seeing and 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 trying everything. You probably go through like a lot of heavy, painful shit as well once you start getting older. Like um, and also like hell embarrassing shit. Like my boss is a doctor, right? So I'm not gonna name his name. <laughs> um, but like <laughs> he was telling us his story. And he had to do, he had to, uh, I don't know the exact reason. Basically, he had to look at this uh, woman's vagina. <laughs> oh, no, wait, sorry, that's that's right. He had to put a catheter in there. And he was just sitting there like, why the fuck isn't it going in for about like 10 minutes? And he's like, what the fuck? And the lady nurse came past and said, that's her clitoris you're trying to put it into. Oh! <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then, so, I was just like, what the fuck? And he's, uh, you know, um, oh, it sounds like he's just making excuses here. He's like, oh, yeah, it's because they're old and they're all saggy and stuff. I ask everyone else, they're like, yeah, you, 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 like, your body parts start to droop and everything starts becoming mush. Man, I can understand why Hugh Hefner's still fucking 20-year-old chicks, hey? Like, <laughs> when he was alive, man. Uh, yeah, you know, I was about to say, I hate to break it to you, but he's died. <laughs> he died well. Yeah, he did. He did. He, he, he would have died with a smile on his face. You know what I mean? I did good. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's where you want to end up in heaven next to that dude. Yeah. <laughs> Oi, 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 Hefs, give us, give us, give us some tips, mate. <laughs> Stop hugging it, <laughs> motherfucker! Stop stealing my ladies. <laughs> Try to have a beer in peace with my side chick. <laughs> oh, mate, fun classic. All right, so I've got up. Oh yeah, so news. Uh, we'll go. We, well, you know, the Trumpsky. Do you reckon that Trump's going to get up in the next election? Yeah, hundred percent. Why? Because he's intel. Like. I don't like him personally. I do respect the fuck out of the fact that he does exactly what he says he wanted to do, or at least tries to do that. Whereas all of our... I haven't noticed any of our current politicians who have actually actively tried to do that. ScoMo! Fucking ScoMo! Yeah. Oh, we also legalise gay marriage, says the fucking dude who didn't stand up at all in the fucking... (laughs) <laughs> debate in the debate yeah. he refused to say yes like mm, fucking you know stick to your guns but don't fucking turn around and lie to us you cunt that's what polys do mate that was a lie do you reckon they should be held accountable at least like cause like in the in the UK like what's going on now with the Brexit and shit like Boris Johnson they're trying to hold him accountable for mi- deliberately misleading the uh, public on the Brexit but how do you to answer your first question yes I think they should because I'm held accountable. You're held accountable. Everyone's so why, held accountable. But why can't they be, dude? Why Why are they allowed to lie to the public like that? If If they like outwardly say, you know, like, you know, what was it, Tony Abbott, 2013 election? No cuts to SBS. No cuts to ABC. Like literally, the first fucking thing the cunt does. Bang. Cuts. 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 Uh, for those, Cuts. for those, for those, because actually our main listeners are ironically in America. So for those listening in America, ABC and SBS are our public uh, television broadcasters. Broadcasters, yeah. yeah, you know. So that was, but <laughs> you know, it's also because how do you hold accountable? For example, like the ABC, so you cut the funding, but they were so like socialist, labour you know, anti-government. Yeah. Like, there's freedom of speech, and then there's just, in my view, being mm. a dick. Yeah. So then it's then also, like, how do you fund people that are, are no longer really reporting, but more kind of scaremongering, in a way? Yeah, I think, you know, the fucking... Fake news. Yeah, pretty much. Well, you know, what's, what's the saying? It's, uh... I don't know, fucking... It's the same, same side, either way, like... You know, like, at the end of the day, you've got Murdoch media reporting on the right-wing sort of bullshit, and then you've got them reporting on the left-wing sort of bullshit. Where do you draw the fucking line and, like, list, like be able to find maybe who they to should listen ha- to? Maybe they should have, like, a... I'd be, I'd be prepared Because well, there was Al Jazeera, which I'm pretty sure was, like, a pretty unbiased reporting thing, like, throughout the world. I don't know if they reported in Australia. It, got a, it got a bad rep, Al Jazeera, because it was uh, Al-Qaeda was showing their footage. They were giving it to Al Jazeera in Doha. But that's where... But they that's were still where, reporting but, but unbiasedly But then the also, time, like, like, that aside... Well, yeah, I agree. Their reporting was actually, like... Their shows were really, really good, because they'd go into, like... Libya and shit yeah, like that. And then and they'll, the and they'll yeah. just then they just be like, oh, okay, we're Al Jazeera, so we can go talk to like the rebel factions. They'll give us like, their side. 
then they'd go to the government <clears throat> and then they'd actually do proper journalism. And I actually think that that journalism is is being lost. Journalism is fucking dead, man. Like, at the end of the day, what you're reading is just fucking bullshit. Like, I'll tell you which is good, though. Daily Mail. That's <laughs> <laughs> just fucking mental. <laughs> but I, I think the only one I've sort of read that I thought might be at least centrist, which is what I would look for, rather than right-winged or left-wing, would be... Sometimes the Guardian. I'm only saying sometimes because I have seen some pretty full on articles. Full on articles yeah. on either side there, but at the same time, like they have got some decent unbiased bullshit in there. I like my favourite at the moment by Country Miles, The Economist. I actually think if you haven't, re- if anyone out there has not read The Economist, yeah, I've seen it on Facebook. It's definitely, it's definitely, it, it is in my view the last. It's kind of interesting because you read it now in the neutral journalism. Then I was reading this thing on um, India and they were giving like past references where they were like not neutral at all. But it's evolved into a, it's evolved into a paper now where it's just, you know, like for example, I was reading today on the monsoons in India and how the, the changing of the monsoons and level of rain and global, global, you know, global warming, warming and that yeah. sort of climate change and that sort of stuff is actually affecting it. And then they're also giving an example of, um, like, under the British rule, how, like, the Brits were basically just withholding, like, all this grain because they were like, oh, okay, we're just going to implement um, Adam Smith economics to the fullest. So what, what, What's that? So it's about. basically, like, if you have the grain, <clears throat> the grain goes to the highest bidder. So in colonial Oy, times, like UK, Britain was obviously, like the highest bidder so what they were doing was like they were taking all the grains the people were dying in like the 1880s 1890s by the millions and they were just fucking shipping it back off oh yeah they fucked pretty much every country up that they came into and now with brexit they're turning around they're like well, it's oh, the no, same with migration. france and spain and yeah, all but, that as well but the crazy thing about france so the- well, i mean spain wiped out entire fucking population <laughs> so it didn't, i mean britain didn't do much better but at the same time like, i feel i mean it's a, i guess it's a question of ask people like you know two white dudes from australia can't really answer it but you know who was the least ruthless colonizers because the Spanish were fucking lunatics. Oh, yeah. Fucking the conquistadors. conquistadors yeah. And then the Brits were... I mean, the Brits were more like psychological... We're, dom- we're fucking dominant. Yeah, like, like yeah. divide and rule. And then, like, if you if you decide to fuck around, then we, then they went, like, super extreme violence. Yeah, yeah. But generally, like, they were more... But at least you weren't forced to sit on something that fucking slowly penetrated your fucking sphincter. <laughs> <laughs> Just as well you didn't say that really loudly into the microphone, so it's going to come through as, yes, it's just uh, a sphincter. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Shit. Uh, All right, so then um, you reckon Trump's going to get least, The least, to answer your question, the least ruthless? Australia and Papua New Guinea. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't think there's ever not been a ruthless one. Like... Well, you can't not I've, be ruthless. From what I've read about, like, um, there's always been people in times that have been ruthless to scare people. But then, you know, if you've given in to them, like, fucking Genghis Khan, for example, it was just like, you know. Genghis you know, Khan, you know, yeah. I was it's ru- like, bro, like, just don't do anything and we won't hurt you and you guys can be and you guys can live your lives. But, like, you know, we fucking, we own this shit now. But, like... You you fight you're like free to live your life. You can worship whoever the fuck you want. Yeah, just don't fuck with us. And then you know, going through like northern China, just I read this thing with Genghis Khan about how um, so it was in what is modern day Iran. There was like this ancient civilization which at the time was powerful. So what he's done is he's sent like these emissary there, right? So sends him say like you know hey you know we've got, oh. we've got this big army we've got this big army like you know we actually want to get through your was, area to get a trade route going. Was it was it the Byzantinians? No, it was near the Byzantinians. It started like Tunisia with, or something. Yeah, no, it was actually more like you know the Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan Iran, that sort of like, area. Yeah. And so like basically, the Silk Road, so yeah. basically, they've gone. Oh fuck these Mongols! Cut the head off and they sent, sent it back. Sent yeah. it back. So then Khan's like, oh, okay, uh, maybe they misunderstood me. 
I'll I'll send another bunch of guys. They do it again, and he's like, I mean, I've been fair here. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, I will. Uh, I've warned you guys. I've so been polite, I'm, I'm, and I'm, you know, you know, and it's, you could have sent him back with his head still on his body yeah, and shit, bro. Then Genghis, like, so Genghis Khan was like the predecessor to the Wu Tang Clan. Ain't nothing to fuck mm. with, and just wiped it out. So I mean, again, it's like levels of levels of yeah. That's like the whole what you <laughs> yeah. said about Britain. Hey? Yeah. It's like yeah, we're cool. A little bit of psychological abuse, and then just but yeah, bang. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's so interesting because you know it's still to this day like plays such a pivotal role in how the world runs. But it's almost like because people don't learn about history anymore, they kind of forget that mm. it actually. Well, they they don't always, realize, always they, learn they about history that's centered around your culture as well, yeah. which is, I guess, is more important at the, like at the same time. But it's also it's like also, world history is probably just as important because there's so many things to fucking learn from in there. Yeah, like, and you also need to understand, like, you know, like when you're born in Australia, you need to understand how you are literally just, you know, born ten times luckier than a whole bunch of people around the world. But by the, regardless of ritual, it's one of the strike. safest countries in the world. It's good to be born here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, bringing us on to our next topic, uh, it was an interesting sideline in colonial politics. All right. Um, so, so we were sitting down and we were saying, you know, what sort of new sort of the social world and that sort of thing. <laughs> and you were telling me that everyone watches um, makeup tutorials. Yeah, well, so makeup tu- makeup tutorials have definitely been a thing for a while, but I've been like, you know, my mates, my housemates, I've been watching a fucking shitload of, I don't know, there's just all this drama within makeup industries and shit because there's obviously all these people just putting out like a huge fucking line of products that they probably can't actually afford to do as well as people, you know, in the with a lot more money than them, say, like, you know, whoever would fall under Louis Vuitton, like, surely they don't make up well, companies Jenner. like that. Yeah, and it's How just... How do you reckon Kylie Jenner would be a good route? Nah. I don't think I she would she'd be, be a bit of it, but I reckon she'd, she'd be there like, yeah, I'm pretty good telling you how good she is. Yeah. But did Why I reckon... are we there? And you're just like, eh. Yeah, I reckon eh. she could even starfish it. Yeah. Yeah, and then she'd try... There's a lot of pressure on guys, hey, for a bunch of people that just starfish, but, you know. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> no, how bad is it when they starfish, though? It's like... Like, yeah, here was a hell <laughs> shit route. Like, yeah. bro, you just fucking lied there. Yeah, you just fucking... I'm, I'm just fucking... Dude, I smoke me... like a pack a day. Leave me alone. There's only so much energy. You Do some work yourself, bro. You nothing. Oh. What can I work with? It's oh. give and take. Like, <laughs> it's give and take. You've got to give a little and receive a little love. Like, yeah, I had this one boot and oh fuck i was like so keen on rooting her <laughs> and then she's this whole time just starfishing and i'm just like ah! and then you get to the moment you're like this is actually i start starting to feel socially awkward just pounding <laughs> <laughs> i mean well, it didn't stop uh, but <laughs> it didn't stop but i was like fuck i mean i'm I'm sort of losing interest here as well. Like, oh, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> anyway, back to makeup. I think that the, another issue today. So they've got this no, um, no filter thing for women that they're doing on Instagram at the moment. Because oh, hey, I thought that was for like fucking. I haven't been on Instagram in a while. I thought that was like years ago. Is it now? Are they doing it again? It's or? back. Yeah. Oh. Well, the problem is for me. It's like it's just blatantly cheating. So you've got like ten million filters on. So they look absolutely gorgeous. So then these young girls that... Like, these young girls are walking around thinking, fuck, I don't look like this chick. But even though she's like just fucking got the injections and the lips and she's got all this like coloured oh, painting to cover the, the spots. The, the lips, the, the lips look weird, bro. I'm not a fan of the collagen. Like, yeah. It just feels so weird to kiss. Like, I don't know. I'm just like picturing now. I'm not a good yarn, hey. It's just sort of off-putting a little bit, like you know. And so, how do perfect you the way you are, ladies? Yeah, I'd still root (laughs) (laughs) you. Like fuck, anything under about eighty-five kilos, and you're with the chance. Um, so ninety-five for me, but yeah. Well, while we're on the topic, um, fuck it, because I'm a little bit, you know, having a good time with you. I'll tell you the most awkward 
situation I've ever had with sex. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you mine after this. Yeah, <laughs> you got to get in close and you're like, yeah. microphone, son. Okay, <laughs> so I've had a hard day. I come back, failed, failed, a, failed a deal, right? <laughs> talking, talking to one of my mates and he's like, look, you know, fuck you. You earn really good money, son. Like, you're home, you're fucking single, lad. Why don't you just go down to the, why don't you just go down to the hookers and get a rude and, you know, like get on with life and keep moving on? And I was like, oh, well, I broke that taboo when I was in Amsterdam. <laughs> oh, God. So I've, I've, you were one I've, of those guys. I was doing a little bit of red light. Sorry, I was nervous as all fuck the first time. We I actually did. played a game called uh, Red Light Rodeo. You just wait out. I think I've told you about this one. You wait outside the fucking, you know, you're at a bar right next, right over the road from uh, one of the one of the hookers. Yeah. And you wait until someone walks in and then, you, you know, you make your bet. You make your bet, like... You know how long it's gonna take them to come out, and <laughs> I think, like, eventually, like, we're playing this for like, because it's not that often you actually see people walk into them. It's not actually often at all. Like, no. we were there for a full night, and we only probably saw like fifteen people in total. But like, you know, for like six different girls, and fucking hell, and we we're just it's like, not for them. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It was probably because everyone was out the front just staring there. I probably wouldn't have walked in either, but... Probably, right? Anyway, like, so, you just sit there and you make a bet and see how long it takes them to come out. Like, whoever's closest to the what amount... What do you win? Like, money? Nah, just you've all put in, like, a euro or whatever, and just whoever whoever gets, goes, like, guesses closest wins. But, like, you start getting people, like nearby that notice you're making bets on this shit and they start joining in as well it's like fucking and game that's one, one guy and we all thought like i think the average guess is probably around like 10 15 minutes it came out in like fucking minute 30 hey just <laughs> zipping up his pants so i was just like bro that is an expensive gobby like he's just fucking pumped see so yeah, anyway so what's happened right is I've had, like I said, it's fucking one of the worst days I've ever had all the work, right? The fucking worst of the worst. I was actually like, the, you know, I wouldn't say depressed because I think that's a medical disorder. I was just stressed out. Yeah. So I go in, go in, you know, you see the line up. And then I'm just like, oh. Um, there's a line? Yeah, there's like three or four chicks, right? So you go in and the chicks line up. And oh, the they line up. One. I thought yeah. there was a line of dudes. I was like, that would have been off-putting for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wouldn't want to be at the end of that I line, bro. I don't want, want to fucking gangbang you, lads. I just <laughs> don't want to run a train. <laughs> Make sure you clean up after yeah. you're done, fellas. Yeah. So anyway, like, there's this, there's this Indian chick, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I've never, you know, subcontinent India, lovely. I'd, I'd love to taste a little right. bit. Of, love to yeah. taste a bit of that, right? So anyway, go in, walk in, like, she, you know, go, go do the shower, and then I'll walk out. And the fucking chick, so she's wearing a girdle. So she's had all of her fat just like held in. What? So it looks like- That's lies. That's <laughs> fake news, bro. That's fucking fake news. So it looks like she's got these fucking huge titties, right? She's just Beautiful wearing this hella ass. hard like corset, basically. <laughs> and just, just pushed her titties Mate, up. hella fucking hard corset, bro. Hella hard, right? So anyway, I walk out and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what? Oh, my Jesus Christ, right? What the fuck? So then, my everyone's like, oh, you got to try fat chicks, Jimmy. you got to try fat chicks. And I was like, okay, right. Don't know, don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to I'm gonna try a fat chick, right? She's fucking obese, bro. Oh, you can't even see a pussy. Like, there's just fucking flabbers just everywhere. She gets, <laughs> under, the, she gets under the bed, and the bed starts going... <laughs> The springs start breaking. I start elevating on the other side of the fucking mattress, right? So I'm like super fuck. I'm almost going fucking airborne, right? So then she tries to start sucking me off, and I'm just like, oh, I'm just not feeling so flaccid, mate. I'm, I'm, this is the first time in my life I've been flaccid, right? So even I'm like, I'm always erect. Even I'm like, holy shit, am I really that old now? Like I start getting, I start getting my head like, what the fuck's going on? So then she's like, oh, okay, it doesn't work. I'll get on top and you know start kissing you on top. Crushy, bro, literally. So she gets on top. And I start losing feeling in my fucking legs because she's so big. So then I start going fucking numb. So by this time, by this time I'm panicking that I'm going to become a paraplegic. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like fucking freaking out. So 
So then she tries sucking me off again, and I, I just, I'm like, this is not happening. So then I've like gone, oh yeah, look, love, just having, just having a hard day. I'll just go massage, right? Because it's not you, it's fucking me. That old story, that old chestnut. So fucking shit gets on my back, right? On top of my back, starts massaging my back. Now all of a sudden, can't feel my back. So like, holy fucking shit. So anyway, she's like, I walk out, and then I'm like, you know what? She's a she's a nice girl. Like, it is false lying, but like, fuck, this chick has to like, who knows what she has to sleep with to earn her money? And like, 140 bucks, 150 bucks. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, you know. So I gave her the cash and walked out. So I'm the bloke that actually can't get a root in a brothel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm the love ambassador, but fuck, sometimes even that fails, bro. <laughs> Is that brothel in Perth? Absolutely, mate. Don't ever fucking. I don't ever plan on going to a brothel or yeah. getting hookers, but you know. <laughs> yeah, dear. Oh, dear. If uh, you do, let me know. I'll tell you the address. That's <laughs> <laughs> where worst. Well, at least the most embarrassing sex story for me was like, you know, when you're younger, like this is pre Tinder days. Like, you go out and you just like fuck. Need a root, hell bad. You ditch your mates. You, you hell dog the boys. So fucking go get a root, basically. So I'm with this girl. Basically, you know, we go back to her house. She's got this place in Northbridge, and like right next to the club, I was like, "This is so fucking convenient." Like, I'm absolutely <coughs> smashed off my teeth, just so fucked. Anyway, we go up to her room, and then. <clears throat> Her and her, uh, her and her roommate just start smashing fucking zannies, and I was like, "All right, what?" <laughs> I was like, uh, "Am I gonna get a root here, or am I wasting my time?" You know, like, for those that don't understand, zanny is sleeping pills, right? Or anti-anxiety medication anxiety. that makes makes you that makes well, you very drowsy. Yeah, yeah, not good to mix with alcohol. Um, and you know, they're not obliged to have sex with me, but I'm just wondering, like, you know, <laughs> am I gonna get a root here or not? Like, <laughs> fuck. Like, put in a lot of effort and uh, a little bit of money. Like, anyway, like, <laughs> end up fucking her. I think I was fucking her for probably, like, three hours. You know when you're really drunk and you just can't finish? You can't blow, yeah. yeah. And then I was just like, fuck. But then you get so bored it, of the pussy as well when you're in it because you've been in it for so long. You're just like, I'm really actually... I would rather, my, I'd rather use my hand right yeah. now. <laughs> I've, had little, I've, I've had enough of fucking, you know, this ab workout. I'm done. Anyway, so... But prior to that, like, I figured I'm getting a root. So I've just gone into one of those condom vending machines at the fucking club. Oh, I've, okay. got, I've got one out. The $2 ones? Yeah. yeah I'm like, good yeah, deals fucking like, convenient. Good value, actually. Yeah, convenient as fuck. Yeah. And then... So we get there, and it turns out she doesn't actually live there. It's her housemate... It's her friend that lives there, sorry. And her friend's housemate is her brother. And, I, like, I'm going to put this condom on, and I'll pull it out of the packet... And it's literally just like jet black, <laughs> jet black condom, and I'm just like, I'll look up and look at her, and I was just like, I had no idea. Like, I'm not a fucking serial killer. This <laughs> is jet black fucking condom, and I'm just like, oh, it's so weird. Anyway, I end up fucking her, and then after a while, I was just like, fuck. I pull out, and I was like, fuck, condoms like falling off at some oh, stage. Oh yeah, fuck. I was just like, oh, maybe it fell off like inside of her. That's happened to me before. Not a, not a good yarn. Uh, you, you don't get to finish when that happens. Yeah, um, that's always that awkward conversation, right? Like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but my condom's actually still in you. But to get this, the sheets in the bed are black. Oh, and we figured out it's not, it's not, it's not inside her, and it's just lost somewhere in this dude's sheets. Oh, <laughs> we're no. in his bed, and I was just like, oh. Fuck me, like uh, I'm just not gonna say anything. <laughs> like anyway, like I'm just like move on to the oh yeah, like can you you know give me like suck my dick instead or whatever, and then she's just like yeah sure like blah blah blah. <laughs> anyway, I can't finish. We both wake up like we both go to sleep, pass out, and then you know when you pass out and you wake up super early in the morning sometimes. Oh, it happens to me all the time. It's like, fucking like, annoying. Wake up at like six, and then we're both just like yeah. Neither of us finished. Both still fucking horny. And it's just like... Let's get it done. Let's get it fucking done. Not drunk anymore. Can probably both finish now. Anyway, she finishes. I'm about to finish. And then she's just like, oh, you know. 
I was just like, you know, where do I finish? And she's just like, oh, just finish on me. And I was just like, oh, nice. I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks, so I, love. So I, you know, finish on her stomach, and then she's like looking at it, and she's just like. Starts no. gagging And I was like Oh no, no. Like And she's like That's so gross And I was just like Why the fuck Did you ask me to do it? She ends up Fucking running off To go fucking yak And like I just hear her Fucking yakking In this toilet And I'm just like What the fuck <laughs> And anyway You know how After you're like After you've had A heavy night On the booze yeah. And you wake up And you're like Fuck I hell need a shit <laughs> Yeah I was like that I was suddenly just like, this is this is fucking coming, like. <laughs> and they've they've got a second toilet because you've smashed three kebabs as well. I, I, dude, I have absolutely trolleyed through like fucking <laughs> half a bladder of goon there as well. Like I am fucking finished, and like I'm just like shit. I really need to go to fucking pump out like you know AGB. Like I'm done. I'm going to the toilet. I run out there and it's like explosive diarrhea it is not a normal fucking shit it is like explosive diarrhea and i'm just like oh fuck (laughs) and like i was in there for like 30 minutes and like i even i even got the embarrassing checkup on me like are you okay in there (laughs) i'm just like you know just having a poo (laughs) and then then I, i didn't say that but like then she's just like um i don't think that toilet flushes oh no and I was just like in my head just like oh no <laughs> fuck like, and I was like nah nah I'm just feeling a little little sick like you know uh, thanks for telling me I'll go use the other toilet I just walk out and I'm just like you know yeah I'm feeling good like yeah I'm feeling pretty good I go to put on my clothes I'm like oh shit I gotta go sorry I just fucking ran for it <laughs> Giant, giant fucking cow pat left in a toilet, her. Oh, my God. I I think they figured that I took a shit in their toilet and it didn't flush. I'm pretty sure when she says, by the way, it doesn't flush, that's, like, code for warning. (laughs) What what am I supposed to do? Like, pick it up? It wasn't a single log. (laughs) It's kind of not really your fault by that stage, really, isn't it? (laughs) So, yeah. uh, I definitely ran out of that place and I never saw those girls again. <laughs> the, the problem is with Perth's a small place, you'd have to like be really careful. Imagine if she came in and asked for a coffee and you saw her. Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't remember what she looks like. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, you remember me? You clogged up my fucking toilet. That <laughs> yeah, was a good poo. Oh, absolutely, bro. <laughs> so you got any guilty pleasures there, James? Oh yeah, there's uh <laughs> you mean apart from masturbation <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh also <laughs> uh yeah, I mean yeah, you know double dabble in a little bit of drugs here and there. Um maybe I might do that. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe, maybe maybe I might do that in case anyone from the company listens in on but you know, just only if the clients ask him to. Yeah, which it does happen quite often, actually. Yeah, it's like, surprisingly, it's a, su- it's a surprising underground scene. Like, how many people just want to get this, off their fucking heads? We've got this, like, huge... I don't want to, like, put any names down, but one of our customers is, like, a CFO of this, like, quite, quite a large company. And, you know, he gets on the fucking jozzers every now and then. Nothing wrong with that. It's better than getting on the booze every night, getting on the fucking jays. But you know what happens as well with us? It's like, because, um, you know, in certain parts you can't do drugs. So, like, people come and they're like, I just want to fucking smoke weed, bro. So you end up... <laughs> you end up just You get like, these guys from, like, California yeah, and fucking yeah. Amsterdam and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just want to fucking jozz, mate. So they just come in and they're just like, mate, I just, I just want to fucking just, like, get off my fucking tits. It's man. unbelievable, man. Like, they should just legalise it. i tell you what, when it's legalised, I'm going to open up a shop. It's going to call, be called fucking Greens and Beans. And you're welcome to come in people there. People fucking copy the name. I've already <laughs> copyrighted that name. I'm <laughs> waiting for the fucking day, mate. Oh, mate. That's, that's, that's the fucking dream right now, is to fucking go from serving angry old fucking cunts to just serving hailstone cunts that, like, you know, I'm like... That'd be relaxing. Would you like anything else with that? <laughs> Yo, <are> you there? <laughs> George. George. Do you want anything with your cones? 
no, I'm cool, man. I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great coffee, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a coffee, mate. <laughs> yeah, but mate, it's just oh fuck. I mean, I think everyone's got to have like it's it's how you it's how you see life, right? Because for me, it's very much. <laughs> I'm just going to ride the wave all the way in, bro. Mm. Like, all the way in, right? Mm. So, you know, if you're worried about what everyone thinks, then it's just going to... It's just going to change. And, and, and that what sucks I, for, like, you know, corporate people. that but, They have to worry about... Like, like and tradies as well, like, nah, getting drug tested is, yeah, so regularly. Yeah, the hardest thing is mining, miners and, like, people in logistics that get drug tested, but it's like... But some you of can't, their systems you can't are t- definitely switched off according to what, like, you know, friends and, you know, my family members that have worked in there have said is just like, you know, you have those speaker boxes where you don't actually do a breath or you just say your name into it. Yeah. And it, rec- like, still somehow gets your breath scan. And they've obviously, like, set it up. They don't want to lose their staff members. They're not too concerned if they're hungover or whatever. And, you know, like... <clears throat> We've had people like my cousins just walked in and just about yeah I'm drunk to it like and they're just like yeah good to go <laughs> like cheers mate have a good day <laughs> into the breath though and it's oh, just yeah, like doesn't pick it up and you, it's just you like you can't you can't do it in um you can't do it in high finance industries that's the thing bro because it's such like it's one of those things performance like, enhancing yeah performance enhancing but no one really talks about it but like everyone kind of does it and it's also it's one of those things that's taboo but everyone does it yeah so it's not really taboo that's what that's it's what, publicly taboo yeah it's publicly taboo when you're <laughs> when you're on a podcast the whole entire fucking world <laughs> <laughs> but even then mate fuck it you know I always said this thing like you know everyone fucking does drugs yeah, yeah fuck yeah, over it you know like just uh, but I was reading this thing about how, um, like the I did the last podcast I was doing on drug bust, right? So they did this bust. It was nine billion dollars of cocaine. Let's say the company tax rates thirty um, percent, right? So a billion, if I'm correct, is three hundred million dollars in tax times nine. Twenty seven, isn't it? So you two point seven billion dollars in tax. If you legalize cocaine, and people are going, we're going to do that cocaine anyway. And what you do there is the government's not fucking got that money, dude. That's money out of the hands of fucking criminals. That means there's less like available, like there's less, you know, there's supply and demand everywhere. Like, yeah, if there's places that criminals can make money, they'll fucking they'll do it. Like, if it's safe enough for them, and drugs are pretty like relatively safe compared to you know fucking kidnapping and shit like that. Drugs are quite a safe, like, you know, enterprise but for a criminal. Also, yeah, like. but it's also, if, if they legalise drugs, they could actually... Because part of the problem with the drugs, because it's illegal, is they put all sorts of shit in it, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. But if they legalise it, you could have proper... You could have fucking chemists sitting there like, dude, this is like how you do it. You could have it all regulated. You have the proper, you know, supplies coming yeah. through. You have, like feeding industries coming in like an interesting one right was with um in colorado because they legalized weed and the armageddon obviously didn't happen <laughs> right they the, the fucking society they just made like 12 billion dollars in a fucking quarter or something <laughs> like yeah that. Like, yeah i mean even, even california that when it legalized i think they made 60 million and how many in jobs does months. that open up that's but just weed shit, alone. I think they said load. for australia alone if cannabis was legalized for recreational use they would have, uh, it's like 250,000 jobs or some shit like that. Dude, job crisis fucking solved. We're only, what, Everyone's 25 smoking. million? That's, a percent, that's 1% of the population fucking employed. Like, no more, actually, because it's... Uh, it's 1% of the working, more than 1% of the working population. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Dude, like, what the fuck? Like, it's right there. It's literally right fucking there. The answer to, like, fucking everything you need. Dude. People are going to take drugs, no matter what the fuck you do. Like, people are going to take drugs. But what was also really interesting was um, with the Denver, they're looking at that. They're now trying to legalize um, magic mushrooms because I can't remember the chemical, like psilocybin or whatever it's um, called. Psilocybin. Could be, yeah. Psilocybin or psilocybin. So- it's pronounced like psilocybin or psilocybin. Something like that. With a silent p. Per, yeah, that's the one. That's a bad boy. So basically, they were saying like it's really good for like anxiety, depression, um, other things. But because they can't, well, they have to prove it first. Like I personally can't take that anymore. 
It gives me wild anxiety, but like but, I know what you mean. It but gets no, they're trying to microdosing and shit like microdosing that. Microdosing yeah. and actually getting the specific um, chemicals as opposed to everything else that they're putting in. Because what happened was it became illegal in 1970. So in the 60s, all the universities had all this research. And then also what they were doing was um, now in order to get it legally, it costs them like fucking, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars for a small dosage. It's like, bro, just walk down the fucking, you know, local pine, <laughs> pine forest and just be like, oh, someone's planted some shit here. Yeah. Just fucking like throwing out some spores, just dig up a little bit of I fucking mean, pine needles. You got them right there, bro. Surely universities must buy like illegal drugs and not put it on the fucking books. Just to do research. Yeah. Quotation marks. <laughs> research. <laughs> Qu- uh, we've been studying this yeah, for like 200 yeah, yeah. years. We don't know what it does still, yeah, well, though. Was- <laughs> Wait, you know, Archie fucking flang us the fucking... Flang us the shrooms, mate. Anyone seeing unicorns here? <laughs> I don't think they're working enough. <laughs> yeah. Mate, all right, but... Oh well, we will talk to her for about an hour, and mate, anything else you wanna you wanna bring up before we head off? Ah, oh, fuck it. When was the first time you ever smoked a durry, mate? Mate, I'll tell you a crazy story about the first. So durry for those listening from overseas, the cigarettes. So true story, right? When I was a kid, it was probably about like I don't know, let's call it five, six years old, walking down the beach with my grandpa, right? Going through World War Two, seen it all, right? <laughs> Wait, and they started smoking when Mate, they were like fucking started six. smoking when he was ten. Yeah, right. He was like probably eighty at the time, and he was like full Scottish. So he was like, "Ah, oh, lady, you're gonna promise me one thing." And I was like, "Yeah, sure, Papa. What is it?" He goes, "Never smoke these." And I was like, "Cigarettes?" Because they'll fucking kill you. Something. Well, he didn't say fucking, but you know, he probably said something. Quickly. He's Scottish. He probably said fucking. <laughs> he probably probably he did. probably said fucking. He, he just probably, didn't understand it. Probably, <laughs> probably didn't understand what it was at that time. So what anyway, the fuck is this old dude? So, <laughs> so anyway, fast forward. I'm like 16 years old. It's the first time I had a smoke. Standing outside of the supermarket. Peer pressure, right? Yeah, Jimmy, if I have a smoke, have a smoke, have a smoke. So get a cigarette, have a smoke, right? And then every Friday, so this is Thursday night, every Friday I'd call my grandparents up and be like, you know, hey, how you going? Have a chat to them, whatever. Friday night. Friday night, call my papa up. My uncle answers. Goes, he goes, yeah, look, it's really weird. He goes, last night, uh, your papa, he goes, he's just collapsed. He goes, collapsed, he's, he's nearly passed out. He goes, I actually thought he was gone, um, but we got a, we took him to the hospital just to check up. And, like and they, they no, they actually don't know what's wrong with him. And I was like, and, and, and what time was it roughly that he, that, he, that he kind of passed out? And he literally passed out the same time roughly that I was smoking a cigarette for what? the first time. So after that, I just—it's weird. I, you know, smoke joints, smoke joints, yeah. <laughs> smoke cigars, but cigarettes just yeah, but, never, never touched it but since. Weed has apparently like fifty-five of the same carcinogens in it that fucking. He didn't say no to smoke weed or cigars. All <laughs> <laughs> right, mate. Yeah. Rest in peace wherever he is. But yeah, he, did, he didn't put that in disclaimer, mate. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, I think mine was uh, was out one night. This is a bit of an embarrassing one for me. I was out one night and... Uh, you were six? <laughs> I was not six. So I was eight when I had my first, you know, alcohol beverage. It was a UDL, passion fruit flavour. I loved it. The older boys made us steal a six pack because my parents ran the bar. <laughs> Dad came down there and fucking caught me. Not a good yarn. No, no not a good yarn. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I'm out with a couple of mates and they all bail and I'm just... It's just back to the whole thing when you're fucking, you're 18 and 19, you're drunk and you're like, fuck, you know, hormones are running through you. You need a fucking root, like. So you've done it for a chick, basically. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm sitting there smoking my first ever durry out the fucking back of a strip club like a fucking <laughs> psycho. <laughs> Obviously too drunk to realise how scary that is to the fucking chicks walking out of there. Like, <laughs> In your mind, you're like, fuck, I'm going to get this. <laughs> fuck, I'm so cool. Like, just sitting there with my fucking leather jacket leaning on a wall. I'm just like, yeah, boy. Fucking classic. Mate, you remind me of the story about how, you know, it's all about trying to pick up chicks. So we go to this house party with my mate. 
The blokes are fucking legend, bro. My mate from, from school. So anyway, we, we go to this house party and the birds there are hot. And he's, you know, he like he's a computer games designer, right? He's up mm. big in the computer gaming world. But he's basically like, I don't know how the fuck he's done it. He starts chirping this serious hottie. And I'm like, yeah, fucking good on you, mate. You know what he does? <laughs> no one who has watched any film in their life Drinks from the punch bowl, right? The punch, <laughs> <laughs> the punch bowl is always spiked. So he's he starts sipping on. I don't know what, mate. I don't know what the fuck it was, right? So he's. I've si- never had a spiked punch bowl. I fucking aim for that sometimes, <laughs> and I never get it. So this guy, he's, he's he's and he's doing good. He's doing so well. I'm like, he's gonna get a number. This is like again pre dinner. I'm like, he's gonna get it. Oh, maybe Tinder might have just started. But he's gonna get his number. You know, he's gonna fucking root this. Someone's dropped some cat in the punch bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, massive amount of cat. So anyway, like, so he he goes to me. He goes, he goes, yeah, man, drink it, drink it. He goes, I'm like, mate, it's, it's spite, bro. It's gotta be spite. I'm chatting to this hot kiwi bird, right? And then it's going fucking well as well. So then he's like, nah, nah, to get you the chicks. And I'm like, mate, I take it from a fucking experienced drinker, right? I'll do this for a fucking living son. Like, you will be fucked within 35 minutes. Fuck that off. Talk to the chick. You can chick. be K-holing on the floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, lock it down, mate. Get what you need to do for tomorrow, right? And then meet up with her because you're doing very well. So, nah, mate, I want to get... He keeps drinking from the fucking punch bowl. Steps outside and then he's like, never smoked a cigarette before. He's like... <laughs> By this time, he's the like, fucking whatever's in the punch is kicking in. So he's like, yeah, fucking smoke cigarettes. So he gets on the cigarette, he starts smoking his fit cigarettes. And I'm like, by this time, I'm Oh, is like, he just charged too many? Bro, he's charging through fucking like half a pack oh, of cigarettes. And he's right? never smoked before. Never smoked before. <laughs> Had the fucking punch bowl. I've turned to the, <laughs> I've turned to the Kiwi chick. I was like, yo, look. Can I just get your number? Uh, I'll see you. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you next week. She's like, yeah, cool. Done. All right, I'm sweet. Okay, I was like, yo. Uh, and then I was like, I don't really want to make a scene. So I was like, dude, I'm gonna just go get some McDonald's. You wanna keep kicking on? Come with me. He goes, yeah, yeah, nah, mate, mate, I'll come. I'll fucking yeah. We're gonna get more chicks. Gonna get more chicks. Bro, we're halfway to McDonald's, and then he starts fucking hurling. Right. Long story short, goes back. I I get a fucking bucket. <laughs> I get a bucket from the fucking <laughs> bathroom, right? <laughs> Give it to him. Then the next day, like, we're supposed to do this, like, rap album because he was sick of the beats, IMC, right? So we're supposed to go, he's supposed to do the fucking beats. I'm going to start to do the rapping and do an album, you know, a bit of fun and that sort of shit. Yeah. Starts hurling in the fucking car <laughs> all the way home, like it's a fucking bro. It's like a, it's like a forty minute drive. So he's sitting there. So then we get back, and I was like, "Okay, we've got the fucking beats, bro. Like, drop the beats. Like, I'll just MC." Then he's just in the fucking laundry, just like. <laughs> 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 the last words was like, "Yeah, sorry, bro. I'm no good, mate." I'm like, "No shit, sure. Like, you've been doing this. <laughs> you've been doing this since fucking two a.m. in the morning, and it's five p.m. in the afternoon. Fucking evening." <laughs> Needed a cone, man. That is the best hangover cure you'll ever have. Bro. Is just smoking a joint. Yeah. Smoking a, smoking a billy. Yeah. Having a big. Yeah. Just bong. Actually, the best thing to do, I reckon, is have have one before you go out. Yeah. Then have beers, and then before when you come home, then just have a couple of puffs. Because then, then you're not too fucking ripped when you have that nah. first cone, huh? No. Nah. Yeah. Made that mistake way <laughs> too many times. <laughs> you're like... You're at a party and someone's like rolling a dube or someone's got a bong there and you're like, yeah, boy. Like, <laughs> hit us up with a billy. Like, you're just sitting there and for the, uh, yeah, for your international listeners, most people in Australia smoke from bongs because joints are way too expensive to roll. So you're just sitting there, you have one bong and you're like, yeah, sick. And then, you know, there's always a little bit of a delay between getting high. And then you're like, yeah, you know what? Fucking, it's been five minutes and gonna pump another one. Bong comes back around in the circle. You're like, yeah, boy. You have that next one. You're like, yeah. For the next five minutes, you're feeling top fucking notch. Five minutes for the next heaven. five <laughs> minutes, and then like the next five minutes after that, you're just like, oh, 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 nah, oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, settle down, boys. <laughs> Something's not quite right here. Yeah, uh, eventually you got to take about thirty-five minutes of attack yakin. <laughs> Just so you can fucking lie down without feeling like you're going to throw off on like yourself. Like you're going to fucking die. <laughs> oh, fucking classic. 
Ah, oh, bro. Well, it's over an hour. It's been a fucking pleasure. Um, thank you for dropping by for the RAF podcast. You're more than welcome anytime. Uh, and just to let you know, like I said to you before, if you'd like to come on to the podcast, um, we've got one aim and one aim only with Tony Tone and I as the co-host. But he was the co-host. Then he went into the banking world and... Zimbabwe of all things. I'll be in your co-host. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get too jealous, Tony Tone. You can Shit. share. <laughs> but anyway... We can't all be rich fucking bankers, can we? <laughs> what we were trying to do is... Uh, the aim of this podcast to end it... Is to shut down the whole of London... For copious amounts of fireworks... DJing party... And I'm going to fly in with a... <laughs> with the oh, RAF... And then I'm going to fly down with the SAS paratroopers. Are you going to be on one of their backs? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I want to kind of do it myself. Yeah, but be so muscular and you'd feel so safe. Yeah, I'm it. starting to think it probably wouldn't be a bad idea because I'll probably be a little bit tipsy, right? Probably be good to have it to say the least. Have, yeah. <laughs> See if you can have like a mid mid fucking paraglide joint or something. <laughs> <laughs> but how hard would it be to light on your way down? No, that's why you need a fucking pilot lighter, man. That, yeah, but that's why you need the SAS because he's probably like, fuck, mate, done this before. <laughs> Surely so, he's got like a flint yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> As it's coming down And then yeah So then when I land There's going to be fireworks All up the fucking Thames The London Bridge is going to go off And it's going to be A huge DJ party So yeah Look that's the aim uh, We'll get the clash on Seeing fucking London's calling As we're fucking floating down <laughs> Yeah it would be a bit, London be... calling <laughs> it, Yeah and then uh, Yeah we're going to Shut it down afterwards But until then That's the aim could you imagine if we actually pulled it off? Like, could you imagine if you... you I would say that. I'd go to that. But you, could you imagine if, like, some punter in Perth, Australia was, like... Just some <laughs> random punter. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, literally everyone in London. Who the yeah, fuck is this fuck dude? Is it? Who the fuck are these? It's like, there's, like, two white guys and a black <clears> dude. Like, what the fuck's going on? They've shut down the whole of fucking London. As one... As, like, as two of them are, like, fucking DJing and one's paragliding. save up, like... $10 billion be like I will donate all of this to I you feel like if I can just shut down London for I, a night I'm half tempted to like get on Twitter to what's his name Khan I think he's the mayor and just ask him like <laughs> Bro, what are the chances Whoa, you know much, the game what are the chances yeah, like 1 in 20 you both say the number even, <laughs> not even the chances I wonder how much it costs you know like even if it's like 10 million dollars like at least you're surely like, it would be more than that though like, I don't know shutting down London would probably cost a lot of money for even an hour, man. But then you'd have to you'd do it like at, a lot of their revenue you, would be dislike. You'd do it at night time, right? Obviously, so that'd be less. So you're not shutting down the stores though. You're just shutting down the roads. So the roads at night time because it's going to be like a midnight party, right? Yeah. So the shops would probably profit from that, man. Well, there'll I be more th- people on the streets, more I people buying, be- more people rioting. <laughs> no, it, it'd be televised. It'd have to be. Could you imagine, like? Some random punter shuts down London for a fuck-off party. That shit is going to be televised at minimum BBC. Minimum BBC would tele- televise that CNN world. will try and get on board because they've got no fucking news to report anyway. No, no. Mate, because I think the whole entire for a moment, wars would stop. They would. They would. Like, people in Syria would be like, I'm not actually going to fight anymore. I, I want just to- want to see Jimmy paraglide <laughs> down on the back of this fucking SAS trooper. I want to see LA just, like, paraglide dead and just pump it in. Mate, it'd be a fucking classic, bro. <laughs> it, so that's the aim. That, I mean, I know that we're a long way, but there's nothing you go find me, page can't fix. Oh, I'll just stand on the fucking runway for you with those fucking... Like, <laughs> with those... <laughs> Just give you a fucking... What are they called? Those weird flares yeah, that the, the fucking flares. pilot guides yeah, hold. Like yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> your guy. 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 Your just so you're all aware of what you're actually I'm 100% doing. down for that. Oh, <laughs> sweet. On that note, yo, it's your boy LA, a.k.a. The Love Ambassador. And once again, thank you to Kirby. Yeah, thanks for having me, fellas. Peace.